welcome to the Stories from Africa podcast. This is Erika Estal the Journey, episode 2. This podcast was recorded at Erika Estal's residential garden. Keep listening. And you know, I did the interns in mm-hmm. the restaurants. Yeah. And that was the, the beginning of me realizing like, I do not want to work in the in, back kitchen uh, I in, see. The, in my entire life, wait 15, 25 years, then to be promoted uh-huh. as a chef. But now, wh- where do you get this mindset from? Because... Mm-hmm. I would say that's the mindset of most Kenyans, like go study, go back home, get a job, you know, you go get up this the mindset? ladder. I mean, if, if you're never a top student and you're just a middle person, you'll always just find yourself trying to, to balance life. Because, you know, if you're a top student, there's more expectation from you. If you're uh, not a smart person in the classroom, there's no expectation from you. And if you're a middle person, you're forgotten. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow. So I always belonged... Middle. <laughs> so this is not something that was instilled on you by your parents or something that you learned when you're outside there, that there are actually opportunities? No, it was not It was not installed with me. As I told you, I, it was something I always kept dreaming because I always uh, felt there's something more outside there. And that's why when I tell you, like, even when I was dreaming, I was like, how will I ever be fly, you know? I mean, we don't come from that kind of money. And I, I mean, all these questions came, um, came uh, to me. But I think once you start putting it in your mind uh-huh. and then you're like, this is the result I want. Because, I mean, uh, you can still plan and things don't go your way, no? So that's what I believe. And, and what did you do in the six months that you did not pay rent? Were you able to sort oh, that no, rent I was out? Already, I was ready to sort it out. But you see, I couldn't continue for the yeah, seventh yeah, month. If yeah, I true. did the seventh, eighth month, I would not have money. Not at all. So that's when you made, made the decision to... Yeah, because, you know, you're, you I mean, the first month, you're like, okay, it's a bad month. The second month, you're like, okay, you know, you, I'm still pushing, trying to ask people. Then the third month, and then you're like, okay, now I think, Erica, you're... Then I'm like, okay, I still have studies. Let me let me give faith. And then when you just reach the sixth month, I say, if I don't do something now, I will literally crawl back home. So it's knowing when to actually pull out. Yes. Yes. It's not... I wouldn't say it's knowing when to pull out, but you have to make a decision which is like, after here, where do you see yourself? Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So you, you did you get to travel to Thailand? Oh, yes, I did. And um, so this is the most interesting story. So I did, I mean, the person was in shock. This is a friend of mine, <laughs> Olivier. I just gave him like four days notice how rude I was. Yeah, I'm like, Olivier, you remember you told me that I, I am welcome in Thailand? Then he's like, yes, I'm coming on this day. And yeah... I am I'm honestly I'm always grateful to to that man. Now he's back in Switzerland, married to the most incredible woman I know. She's also my friend. She became my friend. Uh anyway, that's you know, this is not like you're going Ocha here, you're not going up country. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, it's not, I know. I know. All the way. All the way. And you give a four days notice. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so that's that's what I did. And um, you know, I uh, I arrived there. It was very hospitable, mm-hmm. and they so since he was uh, like a big shot in the resort he was working, mm-hmm. uh, I could get to have almost like a family, like the privilege of where you, when your family is visiting you. Yeah. So I was given um, a room uh, in one of really a good uh, resort. It's called Banyan Resort mm-hmm. in Huahin, mm-hmm. Thailand. If you are ever interested, you can also check it out. So that's where I stayed for three weeks because I also had to look for my place, which the rules were like, you're, if, if it's your family, you are given a month. Okay. So the thing is like that resort, it was so far. 
my amount of food per day, I'll just give you an example. It's like uh, my food was like eight a baht. Eight a baht is like, uh, um, gosh, like one, let's say 200 shillings, yeah? That is that's my about meal. $2. Yeah, that's, that's like $2. But then my transport was so high. My transport was roughly 1,600 to get to the city center. So I never used to go to the city center much because where I was staying, the resort. So that, that's it was like tough. Mombasa. No, it was just because it's in a resort and it's in a high end place. You don't get border borders coming in oh, or you know tuk yeah, tuks yeah, or yeah, anything. Yeah. And uh-huh. it's it's hidden. It's it's one of these places where people have money and they just you know they're using all these luxurious cars and everything. But anyway, I was in this in this place for three weeks and eventually you know I used to go to the city center, call it town, or uh, and then they they're like everything happening there. And the main city itself, yeah, uh-huh. and you know, I I I knew some of the friends that I knew from, uh, you know, going out. I met a lot of uh, foreign people. I I interacted a lot of people from different parts of the world. And this place, it's uh, Huahin, is more like still. It's more like an aristocrat city. So I will say um, until the 1970s. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think until the 1970s, this is where the king had set this kind of place, the king of Thailand. So it was known to be that then eventually, because it's very calm, it's very different from Bangkok or any other place. So, you know, it's it's very slow life with, um, then you also meet artists, retired, a lot of retired Swiss people live there. I never understood as Swedish, Nordic people. So anyway, this was the kind of thing. Then um, for three months, how, when I, so after I moved, how did I keep myself busy? I was teaching um, English to to kids who I mean their, their I mean their parents were mixed most of the, most of the time. So you'll find like maybe the the man is Nordic, the the wife is Thai. So that's how I got myself involved. So you know, three months are ending, my visa is almost done, <coughs> and I'm like, yeah. So where is my life heading to now? So you know, this day, what happened to me? And this is a miracle. It is like, oh God, sometimes I go back to this, I get emotional. So I got to the city, to town. So when I say this place in town, they have street bars. It's like from one end to another. It's very interesting, yeah. So it's it's a whole street of bars. Mm-hmm. And different bars play different music, mm-hmm. different things. So then this day I said, because oh, there's this guy I knew with a wife. And I said, oh, I'm going here because today I think I'm just going to listen to all this English music. Mm-hmm. When I say English, I'm talking about really, really English. You know, like yeah, we're we're going to play British. All, yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna play all these uh, British, you know, singers. Yeah. So I said, you know, I, I went, I went there, and I met these three guys. We started talking where they were asking me where I'm from and everything. And I, you know, I just told them, I'm like, yeah, I'm from Kenya. I don't want to go back. I need to find a job here. My visa is almost done. And I told them I'm on tourist visa. And they said, oh, let's give, let's give you our card, uh, you can find this agency to go and teach English. So Just randomly like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, in life is this, uh-huh. you have to talk to people, whatever is going on in your head. This is where we forget. Because look at it, now we are sitting, Lawrence, you and I, yeah, pretty we met much. on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. <laughs> if we did not start talking, we would not be here. And that's how life is. You meet somebody, if you remove the element of like, what if, if you remove the element of surprise or like judgment, you really get more opportunities. 
So I, you know, I just talked to them and I said, because, you know, when they questioned me and I said, you know, actually, my visa is almost running out. I need to do something. They're like, so what do you do part, um, in the meantime? I said, ah, just part-time teaching English. Then say, you're an English teacher. I was like, no, I have no degree of even being a teacher. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for survival. I mean, I, I got to have money. <laughs> in a foreign land. Yes. Yes. So... Anyway, so long story short, they gave me the card. The next day I was walking on the beach. I did my prayers. Then I called these um I called this agency. They told me to come. Oh, I really had less money on me. I'm like, I didn't plan on that. They're telling me to come immediately. So I had to go the next day mm-hmm. uh, to Bangkok now. So when I went to Bangkok, of course, I used the minivan. Mm-hmm. I arrived and this place was going to be so far. So, you know, you're trying to talk to these people where you're going. They have little English. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, so communication is a problem. Communication is already a, a problem. And uh, I mean, at that time, it was not the time when we started using Google Translation. Mm. Like, all these say that, you know, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was not that time. It was not. And um, so what happened? I managed, I don't know how I got... It was another... So from Huahin to Bangkok is two and a half hours drive. Then already one hour more to go to the interview place where I was going to. So I went there, but let me tell you where the miracle happened in my life. So I went in, I meet all these uh, white people, I'm the only African, and I'm like, wow, okay. And all of them are teachers. Of course, I'm not qualified. What have I done? Culinary school, which I just quit. (laughs) And French that you did (laughs) earlier. And and I didn't finish. (laughs) And I'm like, and it's not proficient enough even to teach. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm sitting there. But what is always funny with me, I don't feel insecure with some of these things. I, I, I take them like, okay, let's see what happens. Cause, so when I went there, the, the lady asked me where I'm from. I told her I'm from Kenya. Then she's like, uh, I, I said, honestly, I'm just here to know what are the qualifications you need. Wait. Yeah. You traveled three hours. Yes. With less money. Yes. And then you ask. Yes, I want to know what qualifications you need. I always think like you have to be physically somewhere. Mm-hmm, to really mm-hmm. know because I see so for me that was my way of thinking mm-hmm. I was like let me arrive there present myself and I asked them what are your qualifications then they said so where you you know they asked me the questions where are you from what have you studied and this and this so I mean I told them uh, yes I have some qualification but I can send it in two weeks when I say two weeks it's like because I have to call my mom yeah. to send for me the papers oh, <laughs> You didn't even go with your papers. No, I didn't go with my papers. <laughs> How daring. No, I, I mean, uh, so, and then they said, okay, fine. So they wrote me, they wrote and they say, we'll communicate to you. As I was leaving the building, I met these three ladies and they were tired and they talked to me. says, hey, they're they very interested. Where are you from and everything? So we were talking and... Um, but one, oh my God, God bless you wherever you are. She's now in the States, married to a, a, a very good man with two children. So, but one came so I can't forget her. So she said to me, I says, where are you going? Then I said, I'm still, I have to go back to Huahin. I have to go back to the other city. I've just, I just came here for an interview. So they said, we can drop you. And I was like, and then one lady said, but you know, it's so far. We're going to be in traffic for like two hours. Then like, oh, no, 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 we can drop you. So, Immediately, uh, I got I got into the car. Of course, we were stuck for two hours, as the <laughs> other woman had. But we had interesting conversations. And these were three women who helped me. I'm a foreigner. Uh, I am I'm an African. 
they do not know who I am or anything. I just told them and they met me coincidentally. And the, when they dropped me, this lady said, oh, if you ever come to Bangkok, let me know. Another invitation. Another invitation. And I was like, okay, good, you know. And I'm like, be careful when you ask Erica <laughs> for one invite. I take them very seriously. You know? <laughs> wow. Uh -huh. So um, that's how things evolved with me. And immediately, uh, so I went for the interview because I met these guys uh, on the bar on Saturday. I called on Sunday. Monday, I went for the interview. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, they told me, can you come on Thursday? Because we need to drive you to another place where you're going to do camp teaching. So you actually got the job? I got the job. W what was so funny, I realized years later when I was discussing this, that this agency, most people said they were racist. And I was like, Okay, that is very interesting. Anyway, that's a story for another time. Mm -hmm, okay. But I was like, how did I get the job? So sometimes, you know, there are things you question yourself because when, you know, years later, then I said, yeah, I worked for that agency. They're like, oh, they don't, they don't employ whether you're black American or anything. But what I said, you I got a job with them. So as I said, a story for another time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's what happened to me. I went, then did... Uh, school camping mm -hmm. it was for one week and I know you're going to go like this school camping let me tell you that money was not even there because they, they said oh, we're going to pay for everything just pay for everything immediately mm -hmm. so I'm thinking I have my visa I have my flight to pay because I have to go to another country uh, you have to go to either Cambodia yeah. or any other Asian country yes. to get your visa to be back in Okay. Uh, to be back in Thailand so I went did the, the camp uh, camps teaching and then after the camp teaching for a week is when I traveled mm -hmm. then I came back so I did so back uh, to Kenya no back to Thailand oh back to Thailand yeah because okay. so what I did I went to Cambodia to get my visa okay okay so uh, you, you you leave then I was in Cambodia for a week mm -hmm. or 10 days something mm -hmm. like that I came back in the okay, country okay in the country okay so yeah but there's another story also for next time when I went back to when I went to <laughs> Oh my God, Laos. That was the most interesting part when I was going to get my other visa. So I got into Laos and at the border, they told me, because I took a flight and everything, at the border they told me, oh, sorry, we stopped giving visas to Africans. Then I'm like, what? how? It's like, yeah, because we were having problems with you guys fighting. Nigeria is here. This country is here. You're all <laughs> making noise. And I, you know, when you, when sometimes you, you know how some of these Asians are, they they hardly like complications mm, you know they mm, mm. they don't I, I mean to explain to you is a privilege let's say that oh, explaining see. to you is a privilege it would so just they, be a no one that no one yeah yeah about so it. yeah so when they say like we we stopped doing it because you know some countries were allowed to get their visas from laos so you now there's this guy there uh, we're all in a queue and he says oh no but she's only i just give her then the guy says uh, so this is when I'm passing Thai to Laos. Mm -hmm. Then the 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 guy, the, which I'd already even finished my stay in Thailand, because okay. I'd not got my flight on the, the day I needed it to to be done. Mm -hmm. So I told the flight people that if I'm going to Laos, I, I will be, I'll have a visa problem for two days. And then they're like, yeah, you just pay the fine. Which I was like, okay, the way they're just saying we just pay the fine, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. and. Anyway, so when I got into the Thai Laos, the, the guy in Thailand said that to me, you're not going to get the visa there because they have refused 
now Africans. So I get, I, I, you know, I walk to the border, I get to the Laos part, and the guy says the same thing, like we stopped giving visas to Africans. Then he says, if you get into Laos, you can stay here for three months, but immediately go to your country. And I'm like, huh? I don't want to go back. I'm like, <laughs> I am like, I want to go back to Thailand. I mean, this is where I think I am. I've, I've, you know, I've been teaching now for quite enough months. And it's not really my passion, but I enjoyed the, the kids and they really taught me enough. And the good thing, I was not in a particular school. So I was being changed from uh, one from province one, okay. to another province. So you're also traveling what you really oh, wanted yes, to yes, do. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm traveling all within the, the city, the, the country. Um, so this is what again happened to me. So I am innocently. And then, you know, there's these two guys who are defending and they say, okay, you know, if she didn't know, just let her in. And then the guy's like, no, we can't do that. If, she, if we do that, she has to stay in the country. She has to stay in Laos. So I'm thinking to myself, I said, no. I just walk back to the Thai immigration side uh -huh. and I'm like, they have told me literally I can't get a visa. So if I stay in Laos, I have to stay here and go, go back go home. home. You know, the guy just looked at me and waved and he's just like, pass. Like that is something I, I always look at myself. I'm shocked. Like he, I'm already illegal. Yeah, you're already illegal. illegal. And the immigration. Yes. And he just looked at me and he just said, pass. So that's why I said, you know, when, when I look at myself, I have a very different story being an African. And I also have a very different experience but then in different the, countries. The question I have is this. Does this mm. mean that as Africa, we are bundled together outside there? Or is there a difference between Nigeria, Kenya, Oh, no, Egypt? of course. Of course. Uh, no, all, all these countries, they have, they have a difference. I mean, you, even when you go to different establishments, they don't. Uh, when you look at uh, most countries in Southeast Asia, mm -hmm. of course, uh, a lot of Kenyans are given job opportunities. Mm -hmm. I mean, even when I was in Singapore. So anyway, I studied in Singapore uh, for a short course in fashion. So like when you look at Singapore, even when I met the Kenyans, they were working there in the banking system and in accounting. Yeah, so uh, there's a better repetition. And then, you know, uh, as any part of the world, there's friction on some people who have a limited mindset that is everywhere in the world. So uh, for me, it was the best years of... But why would they say, we're not giving this to Africans? Why? Uh, why no, because they... They, they had a problem. Uh, when they say that, they had a problem with Nigerians, you know, and, you know, um, Nigerians, of course, they're known to be very loud and ah, they'll yeah, be like, yeah, why yeah. are you, you know, I think what was happening, which I'm trying to assume, what was happening is like, if um, if a Nigerian is in the queue and mm -hmm. a Kenyan is in the queue, then a Kenyan is given a visa, then he's not given a visa. Oh, it becomes see. a problem. Yeah, so for them, okay, they're just like, okay. no, we don't want to deal with you people. You know, you're all the same for us. We don't want to deal with you people. So Africans, when you travel out there, kindly, let us be good people. Let's not complicate <laughs> life for other Africans. Yeah, not do. pointing fingers, though. <laughs> <laughs> we are not, we are not, but yes. Okay. So uh, that's that's what happened, and that was a miracle. So I had to uh, take a bus now, because my flight was, I'd planned to be in Laos for three, four days, but I, of course you can't cancel your flight. Yeah, yeah. So I had to take a bus. Now, the bus to Bangkok, Bangkok, to Cambodia, let's say that is mostly if I give it, was I 21 hours? Yeah, just to be on the other side. 
21 hours is like crossing the entire yeah, country, you know Kenya. Yeah, and that's a like, bus. That's yeah, a even bus. on bus, on bus, it's it's Mombasa to Tanzania, Tanzania almost, almost Uganda, yeah, so, the other side. Uh, and you know, the roads are better and everything, oh, but so still, it okay. was still, it was still very long. But uh, I mean, at that time, you you want, you want, I mean, you already look at the miracle which has happened. You're like, this is nothing compared yeah, to the yeah, miracle yeah, which has just happened to me. <laughs> so yeah. I yeah. see. So you you crisscrossed you crossed using the bus, and then I went to Cambodia, got my other visa. Oh, so you were able to get the visa? Yes, but not in Laos. So oh, I, had to I get see. In I Cambodia, see. Okay. and so I came back to Thailand, and with Thailand, I think the first it is my first time um, after I worked with the school camping. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. You know, the, the the lady in one of the schools I had done my teaching said, oh, the students really love you. We would like you. Can we give you like a permanent position? Oh, my God. That was the end of me. From one miracle to another miracle? Yes, but that was the end of me because it was not my passion. I was oh, getting I this see. money to, to survive, survive, you know. And I was like, oh, my God, dressing these clothes every day. Hell no. So... It was, it was definitely, you know, I was not, I was not going, I didn't want to give an immediate answer. And I said, I need to think of it. So, you know, but I was the pay good though for if you're to be. I mean, uh-huh. the pay was good, but still that was not my passion. It was a passing, it, it was like, this is just passing. I need, I know I need to pay the bills. I need to eat and everything, but that's not where I visioned myself. So. I, I had to take one week. I had sleepless night. And I was like, okay, if I don't say this, um, and I was thinking to myself, okay, if you quit and the agencies even quit on you, you don't have a job and you don't even have enough savings to say, I will try and look for another Something job. Something else. Yeah. At this point, what is your passion? Um, when you say at this point, at, at just point, jump, at that, at that, at that no, point, at that very oh, fashion, point now. fashion, fashion, um, definitely. So at the back of your mind, yeah, everything in your mind is ringing fashion, but you have to do this job just to survive. Of course, of course. Had you tried to find opportunities that had to do with fashion at this point? Oh no! So let me tell you the story. 